From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer from the Star Wars Minute. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes it feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Yule this show is called Feliz Navipod. Hello, ho, ho. Welcome to Feliz Navipod. I'm Tony Thaxton, once again joined by Rigby. All right, we did it, guys. It's December. Christmas time is officially here. It's always Christmas time here at Feliz Navipod, but on Earth, it's Christmas time right now. So I'm in the spirit. I hope you're in the spirit. It's getting pretty sweet out there. Uh, everybody's getting up their decorations. Christmas music's being played everywhere. Um, it's really... Uh, uh, sorry. Um, just got an email here. Uh, I know it's kind of unprofessional, but uh, this, this might be important. Let me uh, check this here. Um, oh. Uh, got an invite to a burlesque show. Okay. Um, oh. No. Okay, this is not a burlesque show. This is a burl-esque show. It's just a bunch of guys that kind of look like burl lives. Uh, delete. Anyways, while my laptop's here, I got to thinking about something you see around the internet this time of year. Well, see it all year long, I guess. The internet's not really seasonal. But uh, you would find it this time of year because you would be looking this time of year. One of my other loves in life besides Christmas. Always been a big Star Wars guy, so let's talk about Star Wars! It's the Star Wars episode I dub thee. And here's a song you probably don't know and probably shouldn't know. R2D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. R2D2, we love you, it's true. R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. We hope our little message gets to you. We look up at the winter star, we know that's where you are. Our chimney's big and round, so you can come right down. And if our wish comes true, we'll spend Christmas Eve with you. Our hearts will sing with glee. As we decorate the Christmas tree. R2D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. R2D2, we love you, it's true. R2D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We hope our little message gets to you. 
snow becomes too deep Just give a little peep We'll go in by the fire And warm your little wise Spreading Christmas cheer We'll be easy with you here We'll dance and sing and play From Christmas Eve till Christmas Day Yeah, that's a real song. It's not the way it really ends. And that's not the real version, but I thought I'd make myself a mashup. Because they make me think of each other. You kids love mashups, right? Mashups. You might be surprised to know who actually sang that song on the studio version. Someone you know. You may not love him, but you know him. I'm not going to tell you who it is right now. I'm going to tease it. I'm going to tease it. Because we're got a lot of weird internet Star Wars Christmas stuff we can get into. I wanted to... Oh! What? No. You're barking at Skype? I, that doesn't even make sense. It's not the front door. It's Skype. Let me get this. Uh, hello? Who's this? Hey. Hey, Tony. It's us. It's Pete and Alex. Oh, Pete and Alex from the Star Wars Minute. The same. How are you guys doing? We're all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, uh, it's officially December now. Are you guys in the holiday spirit? Definitely. Yeah we we had a we had a great life day, and now we're <laughs> uh, we're ready for Christmas. That's... We're very honored that we get to be on your Christmas themed show close to Christmas. So uh, consider that a triumph. It's uh, no, it's a, it's it's a big thrill to have you guys. When I uh, when I started uh, up this little silly show, one of the things that I felt like was going to be necessary to tackle at some point was the infamous holiday special and just Star Wars in general uh, being such a, a big part of my life. And um, bef- before we really get going on that, um, just in case uh, there's anybody listening to this that is not familiar with the Star Wars Minute, uh, why don't uh, you guys take a second to kind of familiarize some people with what it is you that you guys do? Well, uh, the Star Wars Minute is a, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Star Wars one minute at a time. We do every single minute of Star Wars in order. So the first minute of the podcast is with the, the first episode of the podcast we focus on the first minute of star wars the second episode of the podcast we talk about the second minute of star wars and so on yes right. 
and it's and we it. are currently we're currently between films. So we, right. We've just finished Star Wars. <laughs> we're between projects. Yeah. Right. And uh, and you guys are going to start up Empire in January. Is that right? Yes, because popular demand. Everyone insisted we move on to Empire. So well, you knew, we you knew that it. was coming. You knew you couldn't have ended with Star Wars. Always, always in motion is the future. <laughs> no, it's great. It's 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 a really fun show. It's but um, you guys had me on a, a, about a month or so ago, and I was I was thrilled to be a part of that. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I felt I felt uh, good about. You know, I felt we needed to uh, have a like a podcast crossover kind of thing going on here, and uh, <laughs> a pod cross exactly. <laughs> um, well, because you know it's Christmas time, and one of the most infamous Christmas specials of all time, the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978, and uh, you guys are getting ready to do your first ever live show out in uh, in New York City, correct? Yes, uh, December 11th, uh, here in New York City at the world-famous Parkside Lounge. We're going to be doing a live uh, sort of, uh, I guess, what we normally do, where we scrutinize and make fun of, and we're going to uh, we're going to be doing that in front of a studio audience. But not, not minute by minute. Not we, minute by minute, no. We we're not possibly to suggest, <laughs> right. suggest anybody to... Uh, <laughs> Minute by minute analysis yeah. of the holiday special. Yeah, because uh, as big as a Star Wars fan that I have been my whole life, mm-hmm. uh, never actually. I spent the last uh, the portion of this morning and then last night uh, subjecting myself to watching the holiday special from start to finish, which is something I have never done. I've only caught bits and pieces of it before because every you know again it's infamous everyone knows this is it's a terrible thing no one likes it uh it, it's really hard to watch uh i you know it it's there's a lot of bad things out there that still are are fun to watch and that's kind of what's fun about watching them is to see how bad it is and just watch this train wreck and it's just it's fun for that reason mm-hmm. uh for me I always expect this to be that, but it is not that for me. <laughs> like it just, it just hurts to watch. It's, it's just, it's so boring and it's just, there's not really much fun in it. And it's just, do you, do you guys have the same issue or can you actually enjoy the terribleness of it? I, um, I grew up watching it. I had it, uh, taped on oh, Betamax. So, oh, nice. so, uh, I I have a much higher tolerance for it than most folks. Um, although at some point the second half of it got taped over, so I have a lower tolerance for that part because I've seen it. <laughs> and coincidentally or not, the second half is actually not as good. I, I watched it for the first time. I hadn't seen it since it was originally on in 1978. So uh, the first half is definitely the better half. So Pete, you didn't miss much with getting yeah. it taped over. <laughs> yeah, I I I really I. Um... There's a, a website, fuzzymemories.tv, seems to have like the best quality version of it. So I've so I've heard, and uh, mm. the little bit of looking that I've done, it's it's definitely the best picture and de- de- uh, best sound of where yeah, I've looked. Best around. quality picture, not they didn't do some rewrites and <laughs> <laughs> right, which yeah, and I 
the thing that blows my mind with it is I was thinking about this last night when I was torturing myself. Uh, it This is the second ever Star Wars thing that the world really got after A New Hope. And it's kind of incredible that it didn't just destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, you know, I'm somewhat curmudgeonly in, uh, you know, I, I really like Star Wars, the first movie, and then I... I Really? Start to sour. I do. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I don't know. We haven't talked about it much, Alex, but I, I do like that movie. And uh, I start to sour on it a little bit. I, I like the movies kind of less and less a little bit after that. Uh-huh. But so, oh, really? so, often... so A New Hope is, is your, your favorite of, of all of them. Yes. It, I, 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 I go back and forth a lot. It's, it, it, uh, they each have like this special spot for me. And there, yeah. there is something about that one like you know i think everyone probably agrees that actual movie wise like for for the sake of being a good movie that empire is probably you know the the top but uh yeah there is something about uh about the first one i mean well obviously because you know no one knew anything about it yet and it kind of changed lots of uh you know it changed movies really um yeah yeah, so that that one, yeah, I I always have a hard time picking a favorite, and and I I think that's my go to though as well. I think that is my my favorite. Um, it's just overall kind of the most fun to watch for me, and uh, and even even with Jedi, I know a lot of people shit on Jedi, but that's I think I'm a little bit younger than the two of you, if I'm not mistaken, and so that's that's the one that I actually do remember seeing in the theater. So that kind of has that special spot for me, even though it probably is the weakest of the three. Right. It's got a cultural kind of memory appeal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's funny how much the age difference can make because uh, people who are just oops, oops, like... Sorry, one like second. I've got with best in class towing something randomly has started playing in the background. Class fuel economy. I have no Start idea why that's happened. This is a first. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, we just had a Dodge Ram commercial randomly play in the background. So, oh, what uh, a coincidence! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's my first uh, sponsorship. Got the got the like big Dodge Ram. Go to com slash Dodge Ram. You know they really are the toughest truck in their class. <laughs> it's it's not a lie. The the commercials do not lie. Um, sorry about that. That was I had I still no idea why that happened. Uh, but let's let's pretend that didn't happen and let's just move forward. Uh, what, what, Alex, I believe you were saying something. Well, I was going to say that even the difference of a couple of years uh, can make in one's appreciation of Jedi versus the other movies because uh, I saw them all in the theater, and I think I was I was an early teenager by the time I saw Return of the Jedi, and I think that might have put me over, like I was already too old for it. Right, Whereas so... people I know who are a couple of years young, even just a few years younger than I am, like like took to it so uh you know i was like i'm 12 years old i'm too cool for this movie now but yeah uh, so uh i think i, th- I think because i star wars was such a part of my childhood that when i was a teenager i was like star wars sucks man that's baby stuff so that's why i returned to the jedi even though i probably saw it four times in the theater right yeah i still it didn't have that same uh you know uh impact yeah that's that's kind of the way Excuse me. I, I went through that that same phase uh, with all of the Star Wars toys that I had. Unfortunately, 
I reached probably that, that same age you were just talking about, and my family had a big yard sale, and I just unloaded all of my Star Wars toys that I had. And, you know, again, I was 11 or however old I was, thinking, like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't need these toys anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for these. And, and, you know, I, what, made probably $20, $30 or something, and I was stoked <laughs> as a kid. And, I mean, and I had a lot of the toys, I no, I don't mean to brag on you guys, but uh, what was your favorite one of the toys? Um, I was always a fan of. There's something about. Uh, I, well, I I did I had way more of the actual action figures than I did the ships. I had I had a fair amount of the ships, but I I did not have. I always uh, I never actually had the Millennium Falcon, which I have since acquired. Uh, I was always very jealous of anyone that had that, but in my later years, I have acquired that. But um, so I had a lot of the figures, and there's like for some reason, when you ask that, a thing that came to mind. Uh, I love uh, speaking of Jedi. I, I love the Leia Boosh costume, and uh, the and, and that figure came with the re- the removable or Bausch, whatever Boosh Bausch uh, had the removable <laughs> mask. And uh, there was something about that figure that I was, I was, uh, I really enjoyed that. Because uh, yeah, they I, were. Sorry, go ahead. They were totally on their game by that point. They were, they were much. Uh, you know, they they had gotten the the toy making side because if you look at the first ones, they're very primitive and, and kind of clunky looking. But by the time they were right, you know, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, they were just kind of like, oh, we can do all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah, I, I was that. I don't know if that was the first one. I I want to say maybe that was the first one that had the uh, mask that you could take off. I feel like that and maybe the Lando skiff guard costume came out right. the same time. So I know they later made the uh, the Luke with the removable, the stormtrooper Luke, but that yeah. was like one of the last ones they made. Which coincidentally, uh, after I had this yard sale. Uh, Years later, my family, we lived in Michigan at the time we were moving to Virginia, and while packing up the house, I find in just a random drawer I, uh, the Luke with the Stormtrooper outfit with the removable mask. Had I had the mask and everything. I think I lost the gun, but I do have the mask, and uh, that just happened to be the one figure that just was like misplaced and didn't get sold at that yard sale. And I, oh, I nice. believe, yeah, and I, I think that's actually like the most or second most valuable figure that they made in that original line. Like it's one of the <laughs> most rare ones. So I had some, I had some nice dumb luck on that one. <laughs> Not that I'm going to get I, rid of it anyways. Yeah. I think what is it, a man, a man or yak face or one of those is up there yeah. too. I know there was a <laughs> yeah, cool, hard to find. Yeah. I think, I think the Amanaman one is, is the top, which then oddly I actually do have the, his little, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. If you can even call it a weapon, he had like the like stick that had like skulls on it. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. I, I I found that, but I didn't still have the figure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that counts as a weapon or not. Yeah, I we'll know. have we'll just, to look in the Wikipedia <laughs> find that deal. I guess it depends on how you use it. Exactly. Um, but it's funny you mentioned not having a Millennium Falcon because that's my earliest Christmas memory that I can think of. Yeah, is. that's actually something I was going to ask because I feel like the toys probably for all of us were probably a big part of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and that's I have this this kind of you know bits and pieces memory of uh, having you know I was like a like a floor supervisor and like an assembly plant because I'd gotten the Millennium Falcon and I'd gotten something else. I think I got like a Micronauts ship 
or something. And so there were like two different groups of adults helping me put it together uh-huh. uh, or put the stickers on and stuff. And I was going back and forth being like, is it ready yet? How's that going? Did you put the landing struts on? <laughs> like, and, and just kind of <laughs> being a total spoiled brat. But uh, I used to love putting those stickers on. Yeah. That was always my favorite part, and I was terrible at it. I would always, they'd always be crooked, and you know, once they're on there, oh, yeah, God help you if you tried to unpeel it and then restick it because nope. it would never ruin forever. Ru- Christmas is ruined, <laughs> please uh, not be bought. <laughs> Do you have uh, a similar, uh, any similar memories there, Alex, with the uh, the toys and Christmas time? Uh, well, I always say my favorite uh, Christmas present ever was the original death star playset which was like a four-story monster that had like tractor beam thing and the uh most famously it had the uh the trash compactor with a little rubber dianoga that that the the, for the non-nerds out there the uh, creature that pulls luke under the water in the garbage uh, room yep and so uh oh because also when i was a kid i was Perhaps not surprisingly, I was smaller than I was now. So the Death Star seemed even big. You know, it was like it was like three quarters my height at the time. So, uh, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever remember. I don't have strong memories of that thing ever being entirely complete because it had those kind of flimsy cardboard walls. You're thinking of the Return of the Jedi. You're thinking of the Return of the Jedi Death Star. But then I, I watched the commercial for it recently, and and when it was all put together professionally, and and again, you know, all the stickers on the right places and everything, I was like, oh wow, that was pretty impressive looking. But you know, mine was always in some state of disrepair. <laughs> <laughs> Most impressive. Nice. Uh, well, now that uh, that we're all thirty uh, something men, I believe, uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, does uh does Star Wars uh play any sort of factor in your uh like well for, first of all before I even get into that are you are you guys uh big Christmas guys at all or are you or or if not as I've asked other people what the hell's your problem <laughs> uh, uh I I used to be much more uh into it but uh, I guess as I've gotten older uh I think without having kids, I don't have any children that I know of, and I, uh, I think, I think Christmas is really like there are no children in our family, so it's just us getting together. And at a certain point, it just kind of became like we would just give each other like shopping lists. These are the things I want. Go out and buy them for me. What are the things you want? I'll go out and buy them for you. Right. And it was just like, why are we even doing this? Like we're all adults with our own money and our own. <laughs> no, I. Know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I I do agree with that side of it, but. Uh, the, I, I think that's that's what I've I've realized in the, as I still get I still get all caught up in it and I I love clearly this time I mean, yeah like... <laughs> clearly <laughs> it wasn't obvious I, I so you like Christmas I know and I, I know. like Star Wars it's we're real... learning all kinds of new things I know we're we're here with some uh, uh, news flashes for everyone but uh, no I I just I get caught up in it and I I just I love decorating for it and just and I actually like enjoy going out and shopping for for the presents and everything. But yeah, I mean, I, I do agree though, as far as the, uh, shopping, you know, basically just people, cause you know, that's what it gets. Unless you get really good at the gift giving, like it's basically like, Hey, what do you want? And then someone tells you what they want and then that you go get it. And, um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I, I feel like that's like the thing I care about the least now is I, you know, like, now that I've, I'm much older, like people ask me what I want for Christmas and I'm like, 
I don't, I don't even know. And let me, let me think about it. I don't know, but it's just, it's everything else that I get caught up in, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, as far as, uh, speaking of, of decorating and all that, do you guys have, uh, lots of, uh, Star Wars ornaments and, and things of the like? <laughs> I do. I have a decent, uh, somebody just pointed that out. They were, I had some guests over and I went in the closet to get something and they kind of looked and they were like, you have a whole box of Star Wars Christmas ornaments? And I had to be like, yeah. They clearly they weren't good friends because they wouldn't have been right, surprised. Really <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> it was your wife who said that. <laughs> she doesn't know about my secret tree. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a, a friend uh, back in Richmond, Virginia, where I used to live. Uh, I hadn't been there for Christmas in a few years, and I was there last Christmas. And... Uh, he is a fellow Star Wars nerd, and he has his normal tree in his living room, and then in his kitchen, in the corner of his kind of big kitchen, he has a second tree that is nothing but Star Wars ornaments. Wow. Yeah. And it's not a small tree. It's not just like one of those little like two-foot trees or something that he just kind of throws in his back. It's like a full-size tree that's full of nothing but Star Wars ornaments. It's pretty impressive. You know, when when they go shopping, when, when they give gifts, do... Regular presents go into the regular tree, but then the Star Wars tree gets its own Star Wars related gifts. I I believe it's just uh, simply decorative, simply oh, decorative. So, so that person really doesn't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they hate Christmas. All right, I assume, yeah, or it's just uh, more ornaments for next year placed under that tree. Maybe as well. Oh happens. yeah, that makes sense. Because they they keep coming, which is something I was kind of looking around online because I have a uh, I have. A few. I don't. I don't have a ton. I actually thought that I had more than I did, and I was actually uh, examining our Christmas tree yesterday, thinking that I had more. And I think there's there's four on our on my tree right now that I have that are Star Wars what are the related. Four? Uh, they're all actually kind of newer. Um, Target wow. actually has a, a few currently. If you guys are looking for some new good ones, because uh, I I'm Jar Jar. A, Jar Jar, exactly. Jar Jar, and Jar Jar. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a lot of jars. <laughs> um, I, I have because uh, I, I have I have weird uh, semi rules that I I have about my my ornaments. I don't just like it, even if it's Star Wars or something that I I tend to like. I want that ornament to not just be like a character. It needs to also have some sort of Christmas element in there. Did I say Christmas? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I meant. Uh, Delicious Christmas. <laughs> yes. So, so anything that I do have uh, is one of those characters either wearing like a a hat, a, you know, a Santa hat, or they're holding a candy cane or presents or something like that. So, uh, last year my girlfriend gave me it was a, hall, a a Hallmark thing that they put out last year, and it's really, really stupid. Um, in the best way possible of Darth Vader. I think it was called the peak buster or something like that. And it's Darth Vader. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's stopping you from peeking at your presence. Exactly. It makes, it it has a button and it's all, it's motion censored. So you have to turn it off because it just constantly, you have Darth Vader, uh, telling you it would be unwise to peek at your presence or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's real stupid. I believe he's holding a present in his hand. Um, mm. but it's daring you not to peek. Exactly. It's, uh, it's so dumb that it's great. Do you think Darth Vader does his own shopping or does he have like an assistant to like 
I, you know, like a secretary who picks out his uh, stuff for him. You guys, you guys are the experts here. You tell me. <laughs> I would assume that he sends somebody out to do his shopping for him, and then you know, if they don't get, he doesn't even tell them what to get. He just gives them kind of ideas, and if they get the wrong thing, then he chokes them. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so so there's those, and then yeah, Target has a couple uh, good ones. Right, there's a like a Darth Vader wearing a Santa hat and a stormtrooper with a stocking cap and holding a candy cane or something. And then there's a uh, there's a set you can buy right now too that's R two and three PO that are, I think R two has some antlers, C three PO has like a scarf and he's holding some presents or something. But uh, so they 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 fit into my strict guidelines, right. It's really a shame the Star Wars Christmas, the holiday special was uh, such a disaster because you could easily see them making a decent Star Wars, you know, even a fun one, you know, along the lines of those Jeffrey Brown uh, books with, you know, young Luke Skywalker hanging out with Darth, you know, with Darth Vader. They could really do something with it. It's a shame that, uh, well, maybe now that Disney uh, is in charge, maybe they'll, uh, mm. you know, uh, they'll get some kind of claymation Star Wars Christmas specials. Yeah, exactly. With One Direction singing. You know? <laughs> maybe this isn't maybe this isn't such a good idea after all. Yeah, I'm really surprised that there actually isn't a little more stuff. I know, I know, you know. It's very well noted that George Lucas wishes wishes that all copies could be destroyed and he could and just you know pretend like it never happened. But uh, at the same time. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of money that could be made off of it. Which I think, hopefully, to a certain extent, I hope Disney will discover that. that yeah. There's some things that George Lucas has been just kind of, you know, uh, artistically, uh, not sincere. What's the word I'm looking for? Earnest. Mm. He's, you know, he's stuck to his guns uh, sometimes to the point of perversity where it's just kind of like, you know, he's he's just doing it because he said he's going to do it that way, like with the original... Right, you know the original versions of the movies, not releasing those, and the holiday special and stuff like that. Stuff where he could easily make money, but his uh, his artistic integrity—that's what I was looking for. Yeah, um, he's kind of stuck to that, be it as it may. And, and you know, I can't fault him for that. But now Disney, you know, the corporation that is Disney, will have far less artistic integrity uh, at stake. I think. Right. Um, well, I, like I was saying, you guys are doing the uh, the the holiday show the big or the big live uh holiday special show so i don't i don't want to uh get too much into it and and uh take away from what things you guys are going to be discussing but i if you don't mind i feel like there's just a couple little things that i would like to touch on up? yeah um first of all um you know it's it's a it's a holiday special and i and and not not even just the fact that it's a holiday special, but then also just throwing the fact that it's a Star Wars related thing. There's a lot of uh, drunks and uh, weird porny things happening in this. Because <laughs> um, the uh... I also want to alert people: you're making it sound a lot more exciting than it is. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, but the. Uh... I, I don't think I'd... <laughs> there's the... Drunks? Are there drunks? In the cantina, yeah, I guess, the can- when, when B. A... Arthur's trying to kick everyone out and everyone's like, you know, yeah, angrily they... demanding more drinks. She gets the gun pulled on her. By yeah, and, well, and I think she's like, I think there's multiple times, like, in her song, she, like, refers to all the drunks and, and uh, 
it's I think believe it's the one and only time uh, we've ever in Star Wars or beyond that we've seen the gag of someone having to pour a drink into the top of their head, which is <laughs> a hilarious gag. <laughs> like, and the guy still let's talk. The guy still has a mouth. So oh, that's for talking. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Tony. Oh. Well, can what can you I imagine doing? how much, uh, you know, if you could drink and talk at the same time, bars would be, you know, they would, they would love that. Touche. Well, well, people have said how poorly designed humans are, that you basically have one hole that you breathe through, put food in, and talk out of. Like, why on earth would you have one system, like one narrow tube in your neck where all this stuff is going on? It's like asking you to be choked to death. <laughs> so Harvey Corman has it right. Put a hole in the top of your head and pour drinks in it. <laughs> It goes right to your brain, then, so it eliminates the middleman. <laughs> another, another excellent point. I, I thought I was really pointing out the obvious stupid thing, and you guys are uh, making me feel like a fool now. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what but, we call it. <laughs> yeah, that you know, for for anyone that uh, that hasn't seen it, you know, you everyone knows the Star Wars cantina scene. So, and you know, this is probably the most Star Wars looking part of the whole thing in a way because it's you're getting a bunch of the characters that you had at least seen in in previous movies you're not getting this weird wookie family and um and so you see a lot of characters that you saw in in a new hope but you're really seeing them way more than you ever should because you're seeing how these masks that everyone is wearing don't work for more than a second because you're just getting all these emotionless faces uh and just it just it doesn't work you need to see these characters for a couple of seconds at a time and when you get them for long bursts and they have little scenes it's just like it just doesn't work at all yeah especially with tv lighting it's not uh... yes that was my other thing is yeah the the lighting just does not work it just Not really to the Antina Denson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and suddenly I mean I guess I guess this could be a prequel. We don't know, but uh suddenly uh Panda Baba or Walrus Man as some call him. He he has his arm back. Maybe he had a surgery, I don't know. He probably went to the same, although it's not actually because there is another, I was going to say it's Greedo, but it's definitely not Greedo, right? Uh, yeah, Lud- they they do. Ludlow. Yeah, she refers to him as another name. Yeah, he's wearing the exact same outfit and everything, I guess. That's just, that's what the Rodians wear or something. I don't know. Everybody on the planet wears that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they're like Amish where they all wear that as part of their cultural. Right. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a real... Uh, it's not, and then and then there's the the giant rat that uh, apparently was created for another movie and they just used it in this scene. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of stuff in the canteen, and even in the movie, stuff in the canteen right. was just purposed from other movies that they were like, oh, how do we make this look more? Yeah, I, th- I think they had some showcase showcase aliens, and then they were like, "This isn't nearly crowded enough," so they just said, "We'll put a guys with a bunch of guys with masks on in the background, and hopefully people won't notice." Then. Right, but but then the, they won't notice. But let's give a close up to the Wolf Man. Yeah, right. I guess no one alerted the <laughs> holiday special team that uh, you know no lingering shots. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just it's it's uh, I mean, there's you know. Dude, I'm Did just... you mention that B. Arthur is in the scene? I don't know if uh, you mentioned that. No, I don't think we actually uh, we said that. Yeah, it's uh, it's B. Arthur. 
giant rats and, and uh, walrus men <laughs> growing their arms back weren't weren't en- enough to make it weird. Yeah, and There's and also be Arthur. And it's a, and it's a musical number, which I don't know that we've actually pointed that out either. So it's got a little well, bit of when everything. When I was watching, when I was watching it, I to put it in the context of like seventies television shows. Like back then, variety shows were really big, and you have to keep in mind that back then, like they weren't niche audiences. Like if you wanted a show to be popular, you had there were only five channels or something, so you couldn't do something that was just going to appeal to, you know, twelve-year-old boys. Imagine now they're like, okay, we're going to do a Star Wars thing. Let's get Harvey Corbin, be Arthur. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you never would have had, but they wanted something that would appeal to everyone. So uh, they drag in Art Carney, be Arthur, and Harvey Corbin. Who's, yeah. who's the modern Art Carney? Oh, boy, who would be the modern Art Carney? <laughs> who's the Art Carney of the 21st century? Oh, man. It can't be somebody who became, you know, like a, like a movie star or anything. It yeah. Should be, have somebody who kind of did their thing on TV and was well-liked and somewhat well-respected, but just kind of lingered in that. Well, let's take it. The Honeymooners was, what, 20 years before the Star Wars holiday special? So we're looking at someone from... The early nineties, right? Can we just make it Oprah? Can we just go for Oprah on this? She's been I in a few like movies Screech. here and there. Screech would be in the modern Dusty D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be. Or a Jesse Camp. Does anyone Ooh, else know Jesse Camp? Is? I know exactly who Jesse Camp. Is. He won that be a, become a VJ contest on MTV, oh. and he was like this weirdo kind of. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. He used to shop at the store. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard uh, things didn't pan out so well for old Jesse Camp. I think he had some problems, which is not hard to figure out what those problems may have been. Some rock and roll problems. Yeah, <laughs> to put it to put it lightly, yes. All right, so Jesse Camp's out. We got Dusty Diamond, right? And uh, maybe like Cindy Lauper to be the B. Arthur part. How about Dave Coulier? Oh, uh, Dave Coulier would do a good. Uh, you know, he could be doing uh, voices and. Yeah. He would be the Harvey Corman of the show. Oh, yeah, he would definitely be Harvey Corman. Right. <laughs> of course. Screech, Screech would be the yard carney. Screech would play the, you know, the lovable friend of the Wookiee family. Yeah. But then uh, Dave Coulier would come in and do all the different crazy characters. <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, you know, because this, uh, I would have technically been about two months old when the special aired. Uh, were they Target s- audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Were they still... I mean, I you know, I know, I know who these guys are, but there was never really a time in in my life that they were still all that relevant. Were they still relevant at this point, Ooh. or are they kind of past Ooh, their prime? Star Wars, really? Or... Uh, no, like Harvey Corman and Art Carney, and really anyone that was kind of involved in this oh, as this would the guest been, stars. This Is would it still been, their heyday. This would have been the peak of Corman mania, coming fresh off the okay. uh, Cal Burnett show. Would have just been Cormania. Cormania, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was I wasn't sure if it, if it had trailed off by this point or not, or if this was still prime time for them. And it was the Carol Burnett show still on at this point? I think it might have when, been. When did it end? I don't know. Oh, regardless, it couldn't have been long gone. So yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, at his peak. The Arthur was probably a little bit past the Maud, the peak of Maud. Yeah, pre Golden Girls. So she yeah. was kind of in a yeah. or a Carney figure. It'd been twenty years since he was, uh, but he was an icon. So yeah, right. What he wants. Yeah. Jefferson Starship. Also, I know you talk about music a lot on the show. Jefferson Starship. Did they debut on the? I think that might have been the first time that they were Starship. Right? I, Jeff- you know what? Starship. I was I was going to ask you guys if you knew that because I uh, that thought popped into my mind and I did not actually research that. 
they did they, they wouldn't have changed it for this right I'm sure that, but that was one of the conditions. <laughs> you, if you want to come on, we can't have an airplane. Kids want something modern, something with some punch to it. Because I, I do know that, uh, you know, the thought obviously was that this thing was going to be huge. So I think the song that they played, I, I believe, uh, had a sticker on the release that said, like, as heard on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, yeah. So, yeah, of- that didn't quite pan out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, since then, I don't think that's been on any actual albums or anything. It's just kind of slipped under the rug. I'm going to put forth a theory. Maybe we should save this for the live show, but um, do you remember when they did that Flintstones movie and the B-52s were in it and they called them like some, they called them some other... Right, right, right. Well, that the was the B-52s? Yeah, it was the, the Flintstones thing that they always did. It was always So maybe someone. the Jefferson Starship was trying to do like a Flintstones thing. Like, well, we're in the Star Wars universe, so we have to call ourselves Jefferson Starship. And just like he should have been Art Starney and yeah. uh, 2-1-B Arthur. <laughs> if you didn't save 2-1-B Arthur. Oh, <laughs> it was the problem. It was the problem. You're opening up the, the vaults. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, no, I, I, need to, I need to do a little research on this. And, uh, and uh, we need to see if, this, if they change their name for this because that's incredible if so. It's hard to believe. I can't believe you're questioning the artistic integrity of the band, <laughs> the city on rock and roll. Well, that was they lost the Jefferson by that point. <laughs> That's true. Um, but the the one other thing, and again, I don't I don't want to dwell on this too much. I want to let you guys do your thing here soon. Oh, and Ed, before I get into this, uh, just quickly, are you guys going to? Is this going to be strictly for your live audience that day, or are you going to release the episode also? Yeah, we're going to record it. We'll release it probably as two episodes because we're going to do kind of we're going to split it down the middle and devote two uh, kind of bursts. Uh, we're going to you know do cover the first hour and then take a little break because you know who can sit through that whole <laughs> who can sit through us talking about that whole thing? Rather than not even you know watching it. And then uh, is the audience also going to be like rotated out? <laughs> the second have some fresh people in have some triage units and some, you know it'll be like the end of the new york city marathon will be foil blankets and water and people pooping themselves yeah <laughs> nice um but yeah, yeah the... two episodes basically okay cool I, I look forward to hearing that uh but they they you know we we talked about the drunks so let's just briefly talk about this uh weird porny scene that happens <laughs> um, I for, I I should have I should have written this down. I forget what the the device was called. The internet. It's called. <laughs> yes, it was pre-internet internet. It's uh, called a mind evaporator. Yes, the mind evaporator. Is that really what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I just watched the scene this morning, so I should have remembered that. But uh, again, for the uninitiated, Chewbacca's dad is giving given this. Itchy. Uh, yes, itchy. Uh, given this device. And they're really not that subtle about it. Like the the traitor that's uh, giving him this device, like you know, without using the words, he's basically saying, "Oh, hey, this is gonna get you off for lack this will of really better give words." You a boner. <laughs> yeah. After that, you know what to do. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a really weird weird scene that's kind of uncomfortable. Even Especially since, alone. since Wookiees don't wear pants. Right. <laughs> yes. unless, unless it's later in the special, then they're wearing a weird red robe. 
<laughs> uh, it's the only time we see Wookiees in clothes. I think in the first couple of drafts of, of uh, you know, Ralph McCoy's concept art, Chewbacca had shorts. He had, like, cargo shorts. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that in mind, it was... It was... Well, yeah, I think I think on the uh, one of the like bonus features on the uh, DVDs, Mark Hamill talks about that being like a thing that was talked about with executives of whether or not the Wookiee should be wearing pants. <laughs> uh, Had they showed them this, then they would have definitely said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just it's 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 very weird for no matter what part you look at it whether you look at this as a weird holiday special or if you look at it as a weird star wars thing like it's a it's a very strange thing to be thrown into this uh context well to give people also a kind of a more uh so the so some idea what we're talking about like uh our carney gives him this data chip he puts it in his mind evaporator and then it's just basically kind of like diane carroll who was an actress and singer at the time sort of just making eye contact with the viewer and being like, I'm whatever fantasy you want me to be. And, ooh, I can feel you creating me. <laughs> yeah, there's weird... a lot of ooze in there. Yeah. yeah. In every sense of the word, there's a lot of ooze <laughs> in that. And then every once in a while, I'll just cut to an awkward shot of a Wookiee kind of grunting in, in pleasure. <laughs> yeah, close-up of his face. <laughs> yeah, an old man Wookiee. <laughs> Who is really frightening and disturbing looking also. Yes. Like, doesn't really look like a Wookiee. Like if, Even when if... he's watching porn, he's frightening and disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he has no teeth, so I guess his face is a bit more kind of, like, swooshed in than, uh, than you know, your classic Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, And then uh, I just learned, too, in, in a little bit of research, that Stan Winston actually worked on these Wookiee costumes for this. Huh. Yeah. That was, a, uh, that was kind of one of his first big things, because we... The original Chewbacca mask didn't really have that articulation. It just kind of had a, you know, mouth that moved. And uh, so then when they were like, wait, we need to fill a whole show with these. We need to be able to kind of express more, more yeah. emotion. Then they they put the word out and they found Stan Winston who would, would made these, these kind of much more articulate. You can even tell when Chewbacca shows up at the end. Spoilers for anybody who's watching. <laughs> Chewbacca shows up at the end. Um. <laughs> That you know, he looks a lot less uh, kind of. He looks more stone-faced than than his family, who's, who's kind of you know they have sneers and and kind of you know eye eyebrow movements and stuff like that. That uh... did they update Chewbacca for Empire? Do you notice? He got a haircut. I don't know if he got a. Yeah, he's you... got the, he doesn't have like the slick back look that he did, does in the first one. Yeah, it's a bit shaggier. Yeah. Which is, isn't he a little bit shaggy in this? Is it is it the straight up same up cost, same uh, costume? I feel like he he is a little shaggier in the holiday special. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> this is important. We need to get to the bottom yeah, of this. Point, like he's growing his hair out. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So yeah. Star Wars holiday special. Terrible. Uh, drunks and weird <laughs> Wookiee porn stuff so well, uh, also there's an animated cartoon where everyone's favorite boba fett shows up yes that was the introduction to boba fett yeah. again for the in, uninitiated and that's the one thing that i that uh 
George Lucas will kind of acknowledge because they actually did include that on the uh, Blu-rays a couple years ago. They put that. Oh, just they just included the animated part. I did not know that. Yeah, I believe so. Which I'd forgotten about until uh, until looking into all this stuff. And yeah, it, just... it is the you know it is the like slightly redeeming quality of the special is this little animated sequence, although still not great. But it's just sort of it's it's a little more. Uh, it feels a little more right than the rest of the thing does. Yeah, it's definitely more Star Warsy. Yeah. When the rest of it is kind of more holiday specially. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest holiday special ever. Yeah. Um well then uh so I'll I'll let you guys save uh unless there's anything else you guys really wanted to uh get into on that. I I wanted to kind of let you guys save this for your own show. Um Unless you had something. I heard a noise that maybe you were going to chime in. No, I'm shaking my head because I feel like I have to be tight-lipped after after <laughs> letting out that 2-1-B Arthur gold. I, so, I understand. He glared I, at me when I did it. He's like, save that. Uh, well, the big other uh, Star Wars-related thing, other than just little uh, decorations you can now buy, is... Uh, a Christmas album called Christmas in the Stars. And before we get into that, I figured we'd uh, kind of combine the two topics and we play a uh, short, quick round of the Christmas quiz. So let's get the theme song here. We're gonna find out how smart you quiz. Quiz. When Christmas you quiz. Christmas quiz. Everyone loves a Christmas quiz. <laughs> we got it. All right. So here we go. This is the special... Star Wars version of the Christmas quiz. You guys are the experts, so I have a feeling none of these are really going to stump you. But uh, I thought, cool. you know, we got to try We're something. Destroy this quiz right here. Now uh, there, there are no, uh, there are no stakes. You guys can either choose to play as a team or play against each other. You're going to win. Nothing either way. So I pass. <laughs> <laughs> In that uh, case, I say we play against each other. Oh. Go for it. You just get pride. You get internet bragging rights that no one will care about. <laughs> All right, so let's just let's just go to it. The first question is about the album, Christmas in the Stars. Uh, Christmas in the Stars was one of the music industry's first albums to do... True. To do what? And that's A, to be released on compact disc, B to be recorded digitally or C to be released featuring multiple different album covers. Hmm. Hmm. Do we buzz in or do we just, uh, you know, you can, you can, well, I guess if you're playing against each other, you know, maybe you just kind of just shout it out. If you think you know the answer, I'm going to uh, say that album cover. Sorry. I was going to say the album cover. I was going to say B the, uh, Digitally recorded yeah, digitally. Recorded digitally. Mm, that's probably it. I don't know. It was a little early though. You know, but Lucas was on the cutting edge of that stuff. Although it was recorded in John Bon Jovi's uncle's house, so well, that might be a later question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it, it's the setup. So, so we're safe. We're safe. All right. So, for the sake of argument, Pete has chosen digital recording. I'll go with album art. Pete is the winner here. Oh, yes. It's a good yeah. thing we're playing as a team. It is. <laughs> Yeah, it was apparently one of the first albums to be recorded and mixed digitally. And uh, the classic 
song, What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Owns a Comb, uh, reached number 69 as we all high five. Uh, <laughs> and on the on the Billboard charts, uh, Billboard Hot 100, or yeah, Billboard Hot 100 singles charts, that got number 69. And apparently that was the third song ever to be recorded digitally that reached the charts. How did that reach number 69? I have no idea. Because I didn't know Star that song Wars existed Mania. until last year. Yeah, did we, uh, did, was there a single for that? I don't remember that. Uh, apparently there's like a there, 45 of it Yeah, or apparently there is. There's a 45 of that, and there's a 45 of the aforementioned uh, John Bon Jovi featured track, uh, R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Mm. Those both got 45s. Wow. Did they have B-sides? Uh, they did. I believe they were both. Um, yeah, they're just other songs from the record. Oh, it's not like any deep cut, you yeah. know. Uh, there's no like, rain. I don't. Be- <laughs> I don't believe so. I believe. I thought that's just... where, like, maybe uh, George Lucas put on his more jazz oriented, you know, kind of more experimental kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the uh, "What Do You Get a Wookie for Christmas" uh, is credited as being performed by the Star Wars Intergalactic Droid. Uh, excuse me, the Star Wars Intergalactic Droid Choir and Chorale. Wow. Yeah. Intergalactic? Intergalactic. Fancy. Yes. So yeah. Intergalactic, but <laughs> So that's uh that's one for Pete. And uh Thanks. we're gonna move forward. And Question like... number two. <laughs> According to rumor, which cast member did George Lucas give a copy of the holiday special to? As a joke. Is it A, Mark Hamill, B, Carrie Fisher, or C, Anthony Daniels? I just read, I, if we're talking about the same thing, I think I just read something about this not too long ago. I'm going to say it was Carrie Fisher. Alex? Well, I uh, Anthony Daniels was is the only one on it. So I guess I'll say Anthony Daniels, but that seems no, a little... No, this is, this is the the holiday special, not the album. Well, the holiday, I thought this was yes. the album. This is, this, the, the, the Christmas quiz covers both. Okay, so I will say then, I'll, I'll stick with Anthony Daniels. What the heck? Alex, you're not doing too good here. Oh, I don't know if I should be, I don't know if this is necessarily something to be ashamed of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about the Star Wars <laughs> Christmas records. <laughs> Yeah, it is uh it is indeed Carrie Fisher. Pete is two nothing here. Uh and apparently Carrie Fisher uh she claims that she if she has parties, she puts this in as a way to try and get her guests to go home if she's had enough of them. That's what we're planning on doing on our live thing. <laughs> that made you know, I already wanted to have a party, go to a party at Carrie Fisher's house, but now even more so cuz there's the you want to go to Carrie Fisher's parties now or back during the Star Wars holiday special? Because she was probably a lot more fun back during the Star Wars holiday special, <laughs> from what I hear. <laughs> yes. I think that is very safe to say. I'd still go now. Yeah. I guess I'll go if Carrie Fisher invites <laughs> me to her party. All right. Number three. Here we go. As we've been talking about, John Bon Jovi. And, and let's just say, for again, for the uninitiated, 
Uh, he's a singer. Yeah, he's a singer. He's the lead singer of the band Bon Jovi. They're from New Jersey. Uh, he. Uh, this is uh, his first uh, recorded performance, uh, and he he sings on the track R2D2. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, this album came out in 1980. Uh, so the reason he sang on this song is because a his cousin was one of the album's producers b he responded to a casting call asking for young singers or c his brother played keyboards on the album well i guess i'll say uh the one about the cousin running the recording studio one of the producers. Now, I didn't producers. say he ran the studio. But... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, he ran it as in the capacity as a producer. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> um... Just pick one. All right. <laughs> Are you really, you're really worried about losing that 2-1, 2 nothing lead, huh? Well, I don't want to answer this. We only have four like... questions total. so I feel like we have to go different directions here. So I'll say play keyboards. Alex, coming from behind. In your face, retailer. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his cousin was one of the producers, and uh, and and John Bon Jovi is is credited in the album uh, with his real spelling of his last name, which uh, H I T L E R. What was that? You cut out H I T L E R. Stupid. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much editing we're gonna get here, but uh, so you just might have to live with that. Oh well. Um, let's see. I was gonna try and find it. I think it's like B O N J I O V I. I think that sounds right. I think that's how you really spell it. And yeah, his first uh, his first recorded performance. Uh, I wonder if that's not like any of the box sets or anything. The Bon Jovi box. Set. <laughs> I hope I hope that they play it at at shows this time of year. <laughs> With the B side, <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe it's that's the only song he's on. But I don't quote me on that. If I find out you guys quoted me on this, I'm gonna be furious. I guess his cousin did not have that much sway. He's like, can can you have him sing uh, the odds against Christmas being Christmas too? No, <laughs> have him on that one song and that's it. <laughs> All right, so we're uh, we're the other titles on that album. The other titles on that album. Here we go. Let's see. Christmas in the Stars. Christmas in the Stars. Christmas in the title track. Uh, bells, Bells, Bells. All right. right. The Odds Against Christmas. The I like Bells, Bells, Bells because he rhymes bells with H.G. Wells at one point. Schmidt <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Smith> the Bells. <laughs> and then we have, uh, once again, What It Can Get a Wookiee for Christmas, When He Already Owns a Comb, R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So the hits are back to back. Track four and five. Uh, then we have Sleigh Ride, which uh, I don't... Is that actually Sleigh Ride, or is this like a weird... It's, it's Sleigh Ride mostly performed by R2-D2. Okay. I with, re- with C-3PO kind of goading him on, saying things about like, now you understand Christmas. And he's like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> They said Mary Mary. That's what they said. <laughs> the monkeys or Run DMC. Yes, the mashup of the monkeys and Run DMC. Uh, and then we have a Christmas sighting, and then in parentheses, "Twas the night before." 
and then close it out with the meaning of Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah, packed full of gems. I I uh, I wasn't yeah I wasn't a, even aware that this album existed until last year. My girlfriend actually got this for me on vinyl for my birthday last year. Excellent. Uh, that's how that's how much I like Christmas. Is that for two years in a row now, my girlfriend has given me Christmas uh, related items for my birthday. Is your birthday in December? No. Oh boy, so, that's, <laughs> so she even has to work at it. It's not like yep. she can just go down to the store and see whatever new junk they're selling. Well, it's probably cheaper though. True. No, yeah. that's probably true. That's what that's, what, that's what eBay's for. She buys it December 26th. She right. buys next year's birthday present. It's the Dion Warwick classic. That's what eBay's for. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say grew up with this, but I, I had uh, I had Christmas in the Stars. So I guess if you came out in 1980, I guess I had it around there, 80, 81, something like that. So I listened to it uh, not all the time. <laughs> Just at Christmas. Just at Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we that's uh, a crazy person who talks about Christmas all year round. <laughs> we we thought we were going to be making a new Christmas tradition for ourselves last year because when we when we put up our tree last year we we put this record on and uh, that tradition lasted for one year. Should <laughs> last twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's let's close this out. The Christmas the oh, man I cannot speak today. I apologize. Uh, Christmas quiz, only four questions this time. So we're going to either end in a tie or, uh, or Pete's going to take it here. So Alex, I don't win. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we come up with some sort of tiebreaker here, but, uh, more, uh, Christmas in the stars related questions. Uh, Maury Yeston wrote most of the songs for the album and he later went on to a write a few Tony Award-winning musicals, B, score several Hollywood B-movies, or C, do absolutely nothing of note? Mm. Do you know the answer, B? I don't. I'm going to guess Broadway. No, but I'm going to stick with Broadway. Um, I'm going to go with nothing of note. Guys, we have ended in a tie. Oh, I don't know what to do, but, uh, yeah, he wrote a Titanic musical, which I did not know was a thing. Did you guys know that was a thing? I did know that was a thing. Yeah. I I, knew that Titanic was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. He wrote that and nine apparently, which I knew of that, but I did not know of the Titanic musical. Hmm. Seems like a real weird thing to make a musical about. Yeah. It does, but then again, uh, look at Les Mis. Well, I never would have thought the thing about a political uprising would make a good musical. True. Who knows? Yeah, weird to make a musical on the Titanic, but that's just classic Maury Yeston for you. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yes, yes, Yeston. Oh, man. Like... Solo album. <laughs> I feel... Oh. I feel like we need to uh, have some sort of tiebreaker here, but uh, I don't. I, I'm unprepared for that. That was the the foolish thing of me making an odd numbered question. This is usually a little longer, but I felt like you guys being the experts that you are, I thought you were just going to nail all these questions. Well, why don't we just make it a Christmas miracle and everyone wins? Hooray! <laughs> well, that was the Christmas quiz ending the theme lower- song. We just found out how smart you were.
Yeah, All right. What was that? I thought Pete was supposed to sing a closing theme song. <laughs> I was just dancing to one as if there was one. There, the people will hear it later. Or they'll hear it when uh, when you guys hear it, I guess. I heard it now, but uh, it's the, the miracle of technology. You, well, have, you I, have an inside connection, so. I do, I do. You hear it before everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think we did it, guys. I think we got through this. We discussed the lackluster world that is Star Wars Christmas. <laughs> I feel like... We- was there something? Was there another Star Wars Christmas thing? Um, the only... should be a trilogy of holiday special, Christmas in the Stars, and well, yeah, I feel like with 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 Disney owning it now, it's got to be coming, right? Right, a new thing. Yeah, yeah. There's uh... good. Uh, I was looking at a page of all the different Lucasfilm Christmas cards. Those are really cool. Yeah, those are cool. They, they did are. Yeah, uh, you know, each year they had a kind of interesting new new thing for christmas which was neat which they then uh in like the 90s started occasionally making toys of those uh so i i I do have uh not an ornament but i have a uh two action figure set that's uh r2 and 3po again with santa hats and presents and all that stuff and again i believe that was a birthday present from my girlfriend a few years ago do you keep your christmas stuff up all year round i do not I do not, but uh, now that uh, this show is a thing, I, I, some of it's going to happen. Got to put up a little mini tree in the uh, quote-unquote studio, so uh, th- I think that's going to stay up all year round for uh, for the sake of this show. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, but um, yeah, I think that's that's going to be it. Um, so I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk about this stuff with me. And um, is there anything further you guys would like to add? Uh, I don't think so. I didn't. Fair just, people should listen to our podcast, StarWarsMinute.com. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw in some more info about all that at the end. And okay, uh, sorry. Oh no no no! no. I'm just come to just, the live show. Exactly, December 11th. Correct. Mm-hmm. December 11th, New York City. At say the venue again. Famous Parkside Lounge. Yeah. Houston Avenue. Wonderful. Pete, th- Alex, thanks for uh, for calling in. And I think maybe uh, as you say goodbye, maybe we'll play a little uh, John Bon Jovi. A little R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. You know what? No. I take that back because... Uh, sleigh, I think, sleigh ride. I think... Uh, yeah, you want sleigh ride? All right, we yes. can, we'll, we'll throw a little sleigh ride in there because I think, I think oh, we... The people have demanded it. So here you go, a little sleigh ride. Thanks, guys. And another one after that. Right. And then another three or more. And suddenly you are singing notes galore. Oh, no, R2, it's more. There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody. And another person sings along in harmony. It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound grand. These difficult things are the things you never will understand. If you could only give it a try and see if you're through, your voice would float like a feather and we'd sing together our tune. Just get your circuits buzzing, a mere half dozen will do. If you can get them ringing, then we all will be singing with you. Now sing our tune. Feliz Navi Pod will be 
right back. Setting the frizzies at 11. And now, back to Felice Navipod. Well, that's going to do it. I'm keeping things kind of quiet here because Rigby's already all tuckered out. She's got a big month ahead of her here. It's, it is the month around these parts. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Subscribe if you like it. You know the drill. Also subscribe to the Star Wars Minute Podcast. That was great that Alex and Pete came by. Uh, You can uh, go see those guys live for their live show in New York City at the Parkside Lounge, December 11th. It's a free show. There's a two-drink minimum. Uh, There's not a two-drink minimum for their other podcasts, The Ink Panthers for Alex and uh, Nerd Geek Dork for Pete. These guys are podcasting junkies. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. You can follow Rigby nowhere because that would be creepy. If I see you following her, we're going to have to talk. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I got no uh, shows coming up. Rigby's not going to be anywhere. But I can tell you, Christmas will be December 25th. So that's going to do it. This has been Felice Navipod. I've been Tony Thaxton. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas.